Welcome to the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network. You are about to listen to the Loops and Life Cycles Podcast with Josh Mason. When you hear a new idea, do you wonder, can I put this into practice and what I'm doing? Join Josh Mason and guests as they dig into concepts from multiple disciplines to find ways to improve our business, our security, and our lives. Enjoy this episode, and remember that knowledge is power, now more than ever. Welcome to Loops and Life Cycles. Today I'm joined by Chris Marks. And Chris, tell the audience about yourself. So I'm a cybersecurity veteran. Um, I'm not going to say an expert because expert is uh, relative. You could be in cybersecurity for 20 years and still not be, you not know everything. So I'm a cybersecurity veteran. I'm originally from Louisiana. I've been in cybersecurity uh, on a corporate level since. 2012, 2000, yeah, 11, 12. Um, been in IT since 2003, live in Dallas, Texas currently, um, and just love doing cybersecurity work. So that's me. Nice. So our friend Phil Boyley uh, connected us. Yes. And um, what are what have you been up to recently, Chris? Uh, so I actually ran into Phil. Uh, Last month, this is the first time in three years I've seen him face to face. And when people, you know, you said Phil's our friend. Phil's everybody's friend. There's not no, there's not a person in cybersecurity I have met yet that hasn't known Phil Wiley. So that is, that is awesome. But um, lately, it's just been uh, trying to improve uh, cybersecurity posture as a whole. Uh, uh, the company I work for, but also too, just trying to I trying to get the younger generation uh, into mm-hmm. it. Um, everybody, there's a we run into today's society where there's not uneducated but also miseducated. And there's more miseducated yeah. than uneducated because you, you could go on YouTube right now and, and hear people talk about oh, uh, you don't have to be technical to be in a technical role. You may get a job. You're not going to keep it. And I'm speaking yeah. from somebody who makes those decisions where you know, somebody gets hired or somebody gets fired. And uh, a lot of companies and a lot of people are seeing that, hey, even people with four-year degrees are coming out of college and they're not, you know, not getting acclimated into the workforce um, immediately. So I'm trying to go into colleges, um, four-year universities, two-year university community colleges, and even like some high school programs and talk about cybersecurity and what – People need to know and understand that what you go into school to do, that's the minimum. You need to be on your own figuring some of this stuff out. And there's plenty of websites. Why I like I I know a lot of people that have their own content and that's great. Me, I would never mm-hmm. I don't foresee myself making my own content because there's so much good content already. Why reinvent the wheel? It's just using oh, yeah. that content and directing it to the right people. Exactly. Exactly. Um I love this. For those who are new to listening to this channel, on Loops and Life Cycles, we talk about technology, cybersecurity, life, and uh, sometimes flying, because I used to be a pilot, oh, and know. how we improve uh, and just mature in all different ways. And it could be uh, the DevSecOps life cycle, it could be uh, CMMC or CMMI. Everything oh, moves in yeah. a maturity model from 
baby steps up to excellence. Uh-huh. And what you're talking about right there, taking the education for cyber, um, because it's if you were going to like put a, a number on it, it's at like stage one, I, I believe, I'm where real. there's some people who are trying. There's places that are, are doing it. SANS has been around for a long time, but I don't even want to say that it's hitting like the maturity point. But man, Sands is so expensive. And does anybody that watch Sands or from Sands is watching this? Look, y'all have a good product. I will agree. Love you. But does it really have to be that expensive? Like, really? And I, I get it. Um, uh, Chanel doesn't need to like mark down their bags. I think they need bags. I get it. But at the same time, like we need an alternative. We need. Oh. Like, uh, we need good alternatives. And there's there's folks who are who are starting things. Um, I'm going to uh, Wild West Hacking Fest next week, and oh, Black Hills Information Security is doing good stuff. Heath Adams is doing, I think, the closing keynote, and they're doing good stuff. At TCM Security, um, I've worked at INE in the past, and they're trying to put out some great stuff. Uh, we, we know plenty of people who are getting there, but again this it's this low maturity level for this the industry as a whole some organizations have have things worked out pretty well i think tcm and uh tcm's got a good system sans has a good system System. Uh, black hills or anti-siphon training has a good system but like you were saying the colleges the schools what about that and And it's yeah it's not just cyber security it's it's developers no, oh gosh, you, yeah. yeah, you there, and it's not just in Texas or Louisiana, um, but like mm-hmm. in New York, it's all over. It's really because that's the, the people I've talked to, and they're seeing yep. that hey, these kids are going to computer programming, four year to colleges, come out, go into the workforce, and all of a sudden it's they don't know what to do. Like they're not getting acclimated, and it it's crazy because we live in a world now, right now. Where also two people think AI is going to take their jobs. And understand mm-hmm. something. When it comes to AI, if we're just talking from a developer standpoint, you have to know how to program in order for AI to help you. AI doesn't put you know, libraries and know what to look for. It'll give you, it'll give you a good format. But their form, I say a good format because it types up a format. In roughly mm-hmm. a 60 seconds, but you have to go and you have to edit and troubleshoot. You spend oh, yeah. hours doing that. But I'm just trying to help these kids understand, hey, okay, what are the universities teaching? Like what programs? Like like my school still teaches uh, C++. Yes, there's some things that's written in C, C Sharp, um, but why are we still spending time on plus plus when even the professor I had an instructor I talked to he's like I hate C plus plus then why why are we doing it why why is yeah. it so important to it let's talk about the different scripting aspect let's talk about Python since cybersecurity is gonna be doing it let's talk about uh, PowerShell uh, yeah. or uh, let's talk about what's going on in the cloud like what are we terraform like what, let's let's get these kids understanding of these programming languages and then when they graduate but I, I always say this, like, people ask, do you need a degree? Do you need a certification? You need both. 
And I think it's time for four-year universities to start doing both. You're going to mm. teach your theory, but you're also mm -hmm. going to work these certifications to where these kids get certified and have a degree so they get a better understanding where the workforce mindset is. And then you know, send them on the way. But it's also letting these kids know, like, hey, or the students know, you have to do this on your own. And I think adults, and I say older adults, like people 30 and up that go back to school, understand mm -hmm. because they've been in the workforce. Okay, right, let me right. take more of my time on my own. But just get that mindset into a, a 16-year-old who's still deciding where to go to school, what he want, what's the, what they want to do, what, uh, what major that they want to have, and understand the grasp of it. So that's what I've been doing. Totally. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, my mind's going over a dozen things right now off of that. I know WGU is doing a really good job of putting out uh, a model along those lines, getting certs alongside training. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. I know people who are in the program, a lot of people who have gone through the program. It's good stuff, but it, it shouldn't be the lone uh, good system out there. There's several don't want to use the, the b word the boot camp word oh, there's, there's a few programs at schools that i know are doing a decent job there's a lot that leave leave people in a poor position that are just making organizations is the way they market boot camps boot okay. camps should not be done until you've actually studied everything that the boot camp says, like, for instance, if you do a CCNA boot camp, you need to have read that whole CCNA uh, documentation, that big manual, way before you go to the boot camp. The boot camp, don't call it a boot camp. Call it a refresher. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, you go and you refresh, and then the test, they tell you, okay, look at this for the test, look at this for the test. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, oh. But if you go to a boot camp, Damn a week-long boot camp, and then go to exam, nah, that mm -hmm. ain't happening. It's not happening. No. Completely agree. And there's there's things that we could do on both sides as an industry. Make it really put out what do people need to know to get started on the job. Because there's the information. You know there's the information I know. There's yes. a lot of information that senior <laughs> people know. And, and if they turn around, they go, oh, you should know this. This is going to make you lethal in your job. And it's like, that's uh, excellent. I need to get the job first. What will get me in the door? And in the door. That's that. Yeah, is that's... that. And I, uh, one thing I will say for your colleges uh, or for universities, um, do uh, an all right job. It's just we need to do more. Uh, they need more to understand it is internships. Mm -hmm. you, look, if you, students and you're in college, co-ops, internships while you're in college, Go in, see the workforce, see how people work, see the expectations. Then when you get back to school and you're going back over theory, you know exactly mm -hmm. how the theory is supposed to be implied into the workforce. So you're absolutely right. Um, there's a lot of WGU. Um, the, I don't know if they really do interns. I've heard of people actually getting their back and master's yeah. degree. I do think like the four-year colleges, they, they really need to work with more companies to get these students, especially, you know, these tech students, into 
uh, internships. You're a pilot, okay? There should be plenty of them, too. Right. And it's a, this isn't a new thing. I Think of all the lawyers out there. You don't, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You don't get a job. You don't graduate from law school having never done an internship. Oh. And, and they get paid nothing during their internship, but you God, go and you work for a big law firm, and you yeah, you get paid nothing, mm-hmm. but then you have the experience. You come out, and they're like, oh, you work for so-and-so. Doctors, and, doctors, another one. You, before you're released, so you, you have your residency where you don't make any money, but mm-hmm. you're under the the, uh, the tutelage of an advanced doctor. They're showing you. And to my earlier point, you're a pilot. person doesn't just study how to fly in a classroom, then you tell them, get in this plane and fly. Right. It's baby steps, okay, with an instructor, mm-hmm. real-life scenarios. Like, why? Tech should be the same way. Okay, we're in school, we're studying. Okay, right. now let's go apply it somewhere. It's, yeah. And there's there's been folks who say we need to have certain standards that – what we're working on is at the same level. We could shut down companies if we do security wrong. Companies go away. <laughs> districts and uh, towns have gone bankrupt oh, because they've gotten hit by ransomware. And the guy doing the IT, I don't know, maybe he took sec plus. So maybe he didn't. <laughs> so to that point, yes. Uh, so I'm in the Dallas Fort Worth area, mm-hmm. and. You can look it up how the DFW, like Dallas Police Department, emergency 911 got hit with ransomware and how long it took for them to come back up. It mm-hmm. crippled them to the point where they had to make an announcement to people that, hey, police are responding uh, longer, longer times to take response because we're trying to get them the correct information because their systems mm-hmm. wasn't up. If I'm a criminal... Mm-hmm. And I know that. Like, and then you come to find out, uh, well, they think, oh, we did our patching. Okay. Yeah, but are you having off-site backups? Are you doing your DR tests? Are you uh, educating all of your employees on what to look mm-hmm. out for? So, to your point, you're absolutely correct. We should have certain standards because – what is happening? Like, you know, are you mm-hmm. doing that external audit, that third-party audit to test your systems to see where you rank? Tabletop exercises. Are you doing that? Yeah. Oh, you got me thinking I'm, about a whole bunch of other stuff too. Uh, think about builders. Oh yeah. yeah, we get there. But I was just thinking like builders, plumbers, electricians. Uh, people have to have licenses. Yes. When they do work, they gotta get permits from the city like and if your plumber messes up something what it's going to cause a bunch of damage oh, cause a lot definitely. of money definitely going to like bankrupt the company and like make people no but we've got systems in place that like that has to be done right there's a code and you have code inspectors that are paid by the city to make sure plumbing was done right what about cybersecurity? dude we're the wild wild west we're literally, and if we talk about maturity level, we're the Wild mm-hmm. West. And yes, we have, you know, in the Wild West, you have marshals and you know, things of that nature, but it takes so long for, for them to come to town to create the peace. Yeah. And then when they're gone, it goes mm-hmm. right back. So 
we definitely should have standards. Um, but we're also in a race where everybody's trying to be that standard. And not everybody could be NIST. I'm sorry, NIST got NIST ISO has everybody yeah. beat because all everybody's framework is based off of that. There's not you can't tell me not HIPAA, not GBLA, not CMMC, not a single compliance that doesn't have a NIST frame or ISO framework. So mm-hmm. is but everybody's trying to be that person. If, if we're gonna be honest. And if you get down to it, the reason we have fire codes, building codes, is because of like the Chicago fire or oh, yes. the San Francisco, Francisco earthquake. Things that have like destroyed whole cities over things that could could have been fixed by building right. And now I don't want I don't know uh, I hate using this term, but like the, a nine eleven type event for cyber. But I feel like we've had a view that should have been like wake up, let's get get this right, and yet here we are. Have we have we gotten uh, have we gotten adjusted to it? Like seriously, like when we talk about the, yeah, the Chicago fire or the second city, that was mm-hmm. catastrophic news. Now it's like whenever you turn on the news or you're seeing a report, it's you know, we're just we're not faced as a society. Mm-hmm. Now in the cyber world, <laughs> my cyber friends who paranoid to whatnot, they're not. Like I I know people that try to have no digital identity at all because they know what's the you know the ramifications of it but to that point what was shock what kind of event was shockers in 2023 and to say hey we need one complete you know, stand what level of event a whole state being taken down yeah like, I don't know it's something's gonna happen and I, I like the approach you're taking um I do wonder though if we're going to get there, uh, the leading cause of death in North America, if it's not like health related, like heart disease, cancer, the leading cause of like most people dying is in a car in the United States. And that's about and to, man, that's about to, I'm about right to now. drive probably for a couple hours today, like going to a thing and back and somewhere else. Like, and I'm not even going to think about it. Like I'm going to do what I know is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to do something stupid, but at the same time, like we go out and we just drive cars and people die in them all the time. Well, what about cybersecurity? <laughs> if we can't get people to think about like, oh, how do we solve that problem? How do we get them to think about it? how do we solve the cybersecurity problem? I like starting at the beginning. If we can get people young, if we can get people before they've realized what, what the world's like as an adult. <laughs> No, with that useful knowledge of hey, this is how we we become better. I think that's a good starting point. To let them know how it affects their lives. Cybersecurity. You don't have to be in cybersecurity to know cybersecurity affects your life. Mm -hmm. Perfect example: doctors. Doctors got to go through these epic systems, uh, Alma systems, whatnot. Mm -hmm. They they get upset at the amount of times they have to make a password or whatnot, but. It is what it is. You're dealing with health records, and they know that the nurses they're in there all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not you're not technical. You know, to that yeah. point, your your mindset is somewhere else, and your 
your expertise is somewhere else, but you still deal with cybersecurity rules. So if we mm-hmm. speak to these young kids um, about it, and that's what I want to do. I'm going to tell them about it. I want to show them how it affects their lives every day. So mm-hmm. when they're seeing a news report or, and let's be honest, we live in a country that needs a dramatic update in the way it passes its policies. Because mm-hmm. um, I, how many people in Capitol Hill? Um, mm-hmm. Let's you know. I'm gonna talk about it because we see it in local yeah. governments. Yeah. Like I said, with the ransomware shutting down a city, your mayor and your, your mayor and all of them need to know about it. Your councilman need to know about it. Your governor needs to know about it. Your state representatives need to know about it. Capitol Hill needs to know about it. And it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be in the back for it. You need to put it right here now because. Don't come and tell me the big bad boogeyman of Russia and China want all your data, but you're sitting here arguing about a wall in Mexico. Yeah. Yep. I got me thinking about the videos, the the reels, the TikToks of Mark Zuckerberg on the hill and the senators asking <laughs> questions that like my daughter can answer for you. Yes. She's eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just I don't know, a few things there. Like, if we can get folks while they're in young in school, I mean, we make people learn algebra and geometry and calculus. Like, do I use it? I don't know. Probably. Probably. But, yeah. but what do I use more? This right here. Like, let's make this as important as English, history, and math. And okay. To, to your point again, algebra, geometry, we use calculators every day, but we know how to check a calculator if it's wrong. Mm-hmm. We learn about history, so and you'll see this on debates and whatnot when people talk about history. When we can go back and fact check because yeah. we had that experience. Well, exactly. We need fact checkers when it comes to cybersecurity policy exactly. and procedures. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. That's to your point. You're absolutely right. We need it needs to be taught. Like in high school. Yeah. And there's creativity there. Oh, you, you were talking about passwords. Like, we got to move away from passwords. Oh, yeah. But, and there's a, the passwordless revolution. But truth be told, it's going to be it's gonna be someone in their early 20s that comes up with, oh, hey, this is what's going to work. Uh, next generation's, this generation's Mark Zuckerberg, I hope, comes up with the cybersecurity solution that puts us out of a job so we can do something even cooler. So here's you know? the thing. Yeah, and here's the thing to your point about passwords. We need to move away. We know we need to move away, but we're still using it. It's so antiquated that we have so many passwords and so many rules to passwords that we have to have password keepers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even think about how many passwords I use every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, even in your personal life, your Netflix account. Right. You want to go watch Netflix? No, my daughter wants to watch something on Netflix. Okay, mm-hmm. well, gotta get in her account. That that right. password. Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay. YouTube TV. Well, and it's funny that like we're having to re-educate people. It's like people knew passwords a long time ago. Like Alibaba, <laughs> Forty Thieves, like. Open Sesame. 
It's uh, it's two words. It's got a special character. It's got a space in there. Yeah, space in there. <laughs> right? Um, right. And it's more than eight characters. <laughs> so, like, you know, many, we've moved. How many ciphers? We moved back. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, they was using ciphers oh, Roman, Egyptian days. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's just time to evolve to find better ways to authenticate. But, yeah. It's finding the right way. You know? Yeah. And just make it a normal thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. We're doing good work. Love what you're doing, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. And folks, thanks for uh, listening in on this conversation. If you enjoyed it, uh, please like and subscribe and follow and share with your friends. And we'll see you again for another one in a couple weeks. All right. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Loops and Life Cycles podcast with Josh Mason, part of the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then add this show to your favorite podcast player. Subscribe to the ITSP Magazine YouTube channel and share the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to connect your brand to our conversations and our audience, visit itspmagazine.com to learn how to sponsor one or more of our shows. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey.